0: So, if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. This is going to be Revelation chapter four. Um, let me give you a background on chapter four. This uh, begins with John's. This begins John's vision of the future. John sees a door open in heaven and is invited to come up hither and glimpse God's plan for a divine perspective. From a divine perspective, there he sees the throne of God, the earth in its celestial glory, and the many exalted beings singing praises to God and the Lamb. This is the blessed end of, for all of God's faithful children from every dispensation. This is made possible because of Jesus Christ, the the Lion of the tribe of Judah, um, has redeemed us by uh, to God by His blood that He might be that we might be made kings and priests unto God. Also, it helps to understand uh, some of the symbolism that we'll be seeing, um, the stones that, are, uh, that, there, that there are, uh, keeping in mind that um, in Exodus 28, when uh, they were putting the uh, breastplate together for the, star, the, the gems on it, which represented each of, the 10, uh, each of the 12 tribes. Let me just read you the, num- the numbers of them. Uh, number one was the sardius. Number two, the topaz. Number three, the carbuncle. Number four, the emerald. 5 is the sapphire, 6 the diamond, 7 the gore, um 8 the agate, 9 the amethyst, 10 the beryl, 11 the onyx, and 12 the jasper. And why is that significant? Because of the 12 sons of Israel in order. So I'm going to read now the names of the 12 tribes in their order. Um Number one is Reuben. Number two is Simeon. Number three is Levi. Number four is Judah. Number five, Zebulun. Number six, Issachar. Seven, Dan. Eight, Gad. Nine, Asher. Ten, Naphtali. Eleven, Joseph. Twelve, Benjamin. So each of the symbols on the, on the breastplate represented by the, the stones or the jewels represents one of the twelve tribes. And so uh, as we get into this, you'll see the significance of this in just a minute. Uh, the images are to create curiosity in people, to give them a desire to understand them. We are to get beyond the symbols to the realities. It will take Revelation to understand the book of Revelation. So, beginning with chapter 4, verse 1. After this I looked and beheld a door was opened into heaven, and the first voice, meaning Jesus Christ, which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet, meaning distinctive and clear, talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee I will show thee things which must be hereafter." And again, as I mentioned, John is seeing as God sees, not as we see. And so, because God sees the past, present, and future as one eternal now, some of the things that John's gonna see is is in that similar vein. God the Father Elohim, who sat on a throne, on the throne, and he, sat, and he that sat there was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone, or sardine stone. Remember that I mentioned the numbers for these. Um, Jasper is the last one, that was number 12, and the sardine or sardius stone was the first one. So what's he saying here? That Jesus is the first and the last. Um, And so that's what he, when he says that he sat there on the throne looked like Jasper and Sardine, he's also saying he also looks like the first stone and the last stone, meaning Jesus Christ. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. And the emerald, as I mentioned, was stone number four, and that's of the tribe of Judah. And who is the tribe of Judah represented by? And that's Jesus Christ. So as I mentioned before, this vision that he's seeing, that John is seeing, is a vision of Christ. And so everything here is going to represent Christ as we go through some of this. Emerald is the fourth stone in the breastplate of Aaron. Judah is the fourth son of Jacob. Christ is of Judah. Perhaps this refers to Christ. And that's from understanding the book of Revelation. The prophet Joseph Smith tried to describe the beauty of the kingdom of heaven. The heavens were opened upon us, and I beheld the celestial kingdom of God and the glory thereof, whether in the body or out, I cannot tell. I saw the transcendent beauty of the gate through which the heirs of that kingdom will enter, which was like unto circling flames of fire, <clears> that also the blazing throne of God whereon was seated the Father and the Son. I saw the beautiful streets of that kingdom which had the appearance of being paved with gold. Now when somebody sees a vision of heaven and tries to describe it, it's very difficult to describe because they don't there's no words to really describe it. When you when you try to explain heavenly or celestial visions, and we're using celestial objects to compare them to, it's kind of hard to do that. So you can see how sometimes when they're saying that it looks like a rainbow, it looks like emerald, it looks like gold, it's just hard to describe what heaven looks like unless you see it yourself. Verse 4, and in the midst of the throne were four and twenty seats, and upon the seats I saw... 4 and 20 elders. Now, in Doctrine and Covenants 77, it helps us understand better what this is. Uh, The question was asked, what are we to understand by the 4 and 20 elders spoken of by John? Answer, we are to understand that these elders whom John saw were elders who had been faithful in the work of the ministry and were dead, who belonged to the seven churches and were then in the paradise of God. It's important to note that these exalted persons were elders, not 70s, not high priests, not patriarchs, not apostles, but elders. He has taken upon himself the oath and covenant of the priesthood, the same as any other office in the Melchizedek priesthood. Uh, continuing verse four, sitting up, sitting clothed in white raiment, remember white symbolizes victory, and they had on their heads crowns like gold. These men were these men that John knew when they were alive. The twenty four elders represent all of the redeemed, all who received thrones and crowns. In heaven, kings and priests, seeing these 24 elders is to show that everyone worthy can receive exaltation. These were men that John knew personally, and now he sees them in the celestial kingdom. Very similar to the revelation that Joseph Smith saw recorded in section 137, where he saw his brother, his mother, and father. Uh, Similar to that. Verse 5, And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven servants of God. In other words, the presiding officers of the seven churches. And before the throne there was a sea of glass, like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne were, were the four and twenty elders, and round about the throne were four beasts. So let me uh, stop here for a minute and go back to the sea of glass. The angels do not reside on a planet, this is Joseph Smith. The angels do not reside on a planet like this earth, but they reside in the presence of God on a globe like a sea of glass and fire. A sea of glass before the throne where all things are manifest past, present, and to come. The place where God resides is a great Urim and Thummim. This earth in its sanctified and immortal state will be a Urim and Thummim for all things below it in in the scale of creation, but not above it. Uh, And again, the question in section 77, what is the sea of glass spoken of by John? It is the earth in its sanctified, immortal, and eternal state. The angels do not reside on a planet like this, but they reside in the presence of God. I just read that. Um, Brigham Young said, When you wish to know anything, you can look in this earth and see all the eternities of God. Continuing again, verse 6, And in the midst of the throne were the twenty and four elders, round about the throne, were, were four beasts. What do we do understand by the four beasts spoken of in the same verse? They are figurative expressions used by the revelator, John, in describing heaven, the paradise of God, the happiness of man and of beasts and of creeping things and of the fowls of the air, that which is spiritual being in the likeness of that which is temporal and that which is temporal in the likeness of that which is spiritual. The spirit of man in the likeness of his person as also the spirit of the beast and every other creature which God has created. Another question, are the four beasts limited to individual beasts, or do they represent classes or orders? Answer, they are limited to four individual beasts which were shown to John to represent the glory of the classes of beings in their destined order, or sphere of creation in the enjoyment of their eternal felicity. I'm going to give you an explanation in just a minute about what's going on here too. Joseph Smith suggested that the four beasts lived on another planet than ours. John saw the actual beast in heaven, showing to John that beasts did actually exist there. John saw curious-looking beasts in heaven. He saw every creature that was in heaven, all the beasts, fowls, and fish in heaven, actually there, giving glory to God. I suppose John saw beings there of a thousand forms that had been saved from 10,000 times 10,000 earths like this, strange beasts of which we have no no conception, all might be seen in heaven. The grand secret was to show John what there was in heaven. John learned that God glorified himself by saving all that his hands had made, whether beasts, fowls, fishes, or men, and he will glorify himself with them. Says one, I cannot believe in the salvation of beasts. Any man who would tell you that this could not be would tell you that the revelations are not true. John heard the words of the beasts giving glory to God and understood them. God, who made the beasts, could understand every language spoken by them. The four beasts were four of the most noble animals that had been filled the measure of their creation and had been saved from other worlds because they were perfect. They were like angels in their sphere. We are not told where they came from, and I do not know. But they were they were seen and heard by John, praising and glorifying God. And then, continuing verse six, it says, "And they were full of eyes before and behind." And then the question was asked, "Are we to understand what are we to understand by the eyes and wings which the beasts had?" Uh, answered their eyes are a representation of light and knowledge that is they are full of knowledge and their wings are a representation of power to move or to act etc. Uh, now I want you to pay attention to the, to the beasts that are being represented here and let's have, we'll have a discussion about this because there's some great symbolism here of what's happening. Uh, verse 7 and the first beast was like a lion and the second beast like a calf and the third beast had the face of a man as a man. And the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. All right, let's talk about this. First of all, the lion. We know that the lion is symbolic. In fact, each of these animals also represents one of the tribes of Israel. Now, if you remember that when uh, the tabernacle was being moved around, and, and every time that they camped with the tabernacle, they had a specific order in which the tribes were camped around the tabernacle. So there, was a, there were three that were on the north side, there were three on the west, three on the east, and three on the south. And among each of the cardinal points was a leader of those three. So for example, the lion, which is a representation of Judah, was on the east side. And the lion represents the king of wild beasts. So you'll see here that these animals also have a representation not only of a tribe, but of a type of animal. Um, It mentions the calf. The calf or the ox is symbol of Ephraim, and the ox is the largest or the king of of domestic animals. The man um, is also the symbol of Reuben, and he was on the let's see the the north side. Dan was Reuben was on the south side. Sorry, of the tribe or of the tabernacle. Uh, let me start over with Judah on the east, Ephraim on the west, and there's some symbolism there, isn't there? Judah is in the Middle East, Ephraim being represented by the United States is to the west. Reuben, who is the man who is um, um, on the south uh, of the tribes, or of the, of the tabernacle, and then Dan represents that his symbol is the eagle. And uh, the eagle also represents the king of all birds. So each of these animals represents a type. The lion is wild beasts. The calf or the ox is the domesticated animals. Man is obviously king of all animals. And the flying eagle is the king of all birds. Uh, So they have symbolism not just with the tribe that they represent, but also with the type of animal or class of animal that they represent. One commentator states that the description of the camp of Israel in Numbers locates the four chief tribes in the following positions, and I just mentioned that. <clears throat> All right, verse uh, eight. And the four beasts had each had a, had. Let me start over. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, "Holy, holy, holy, Lord God Almighty, which was, and is, and is to come." Now, anytime you see three. That's a superlative, holy, 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 meaning the very most holy. Verse 9, And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sits on the throne who liveth forever and ever, and the, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sits on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, in other words, this is a gesture of humility, of submissiveness to God. They're casting their crowns down before him. Thou art worthy, fully qualified, O Lord, to to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. So this is the end of chapter four, um, and so this is there's some very uh, important symbolism here. Uh, the tribes that are mentioned, Joseph Smith said that there are thousands more animals that uh, live in heaven than we have here upon than we have on this earth. And that uh, animals are also resurrected and saved through the atonement of Jesus Christ. And John is seeing that happening here in, the, in chapter 4 of Revelation. I bear testimony of the truth of these things and that we need to understand also some symbolism as we try to understand these uh, images that are being seen by John. And say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.